Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast for the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you haven't already, we encourage you to check out our audio archive at vineyardcampbellsville.org. You can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever you like to get podcasts. And now, here's this week's message brought to you by Senior Pastor Adam Russell. All right, um, hey, if you want to open up your Bibles to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. And um, I, I want to talk to you this morning. I want to talk to you this morning about remembering God. Remembering God. Uh, we'll hop into that in just a moment in terms of the text and why we're going to look at that. But sort of the thing that popped this off for me uh, was a couple things. Hey, this was in my weekly reading in kind of a sideways way this week. Uh, and then also, I had this little thing that happened on my socials. Uh, who here on your socials has sometimes, has the algorithm give you a picture from several years ago, right? And it's kind of a fun thing, isn't it? It's like, oh, I, I totally forgot about that, right? Uh, Rachel, can you help me out? This is one that popped up for me this week. This was like 10 years ago. It's, it's me and it's River and Seth. And I, I think, I, I, I can't exactly, somebody help me out. Like, over the course of our time here at the Vineyard, we've had a photo booth several times. Sometimes like on Main Street, sometimes for different things here. Does anybody remember when this section may have come up? Was this a 4th of July, Andrew? Oh, yeah, yeah. About 10 years ago. Well, anyway, the, the socials refed this picture to me. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, well, this is hilarious. <laughs> and, and I had totally forgotten about this moment. I just totally forgot, you know, because that's what you do. And anyway, I loved it. I just sort of enjoyed this little picture. But one of the things that happened this week, in addition to this, is I was traveling this week and as happens when you're traveling, or at least for the things that I normally do when I'm traveling, I had a little more extra time alone because no one went with me on this trip. And when you have some time alone, you get, to, you get to think about stuff, don't you? And one of the things that I kept thinking about this week is I kept thinking about this picture. But what I was really thinking about was I was thinking about this season in life. And so this picture ends up becoming sort of a touchstone for this season in life. And not only had I forgotten this picture, but I'd sort of forgotten this moment in my life and after a couple airplane rides, when I was kind of like reviewing it, I was like, oh, this was a really great moment in my life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, there's just, wow, this was like one of those moments when everything in my family was right, you know? And it doesn't always stay right or easy, but this was one of those moments. And uh, I ended up texting Heather uh, after I had thought about it for a while. I said, hey, babe, this was a really precious time in our family. Like, just such a good good moment, you know. Uh, we, we had a couple laughs about it. Uh, I, I mention all this because um, unless it had popped up for me, it would have just been unavailable to me because there's other things happening. I'd forgotten about it. Uh, and that brings, up, that brings up the psalm this morning from David. And Rachel, why don't you go ahead and put it up? We're not going to read the whole thing, but I'd, I'd encourage you, maybe spend some time with this one. Sometime this week. Here's what David says in Psalm 103. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. And may I never forget the good things that he does for me. 
He forgives all my sins and he heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and he crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things and my youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. Another reason to give some money to Afghanistan. Why? Because the Lord's eye is there. That's why. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and he's filled with unfailing love. We'll just stop there for the morning. David says some stuff this morning that are, I think, pretty expected in the Psalms, right? Like, praise the Lord. You know, like you expect to hear these kinds of things in the Psalms. Uh, He says, bless the Lord. And then he moves into this awesome section. And even while I was reading it, some of you were kind of like giving the amen, right? You know, he fills my life with love and tender mercy. And I heard some of you were like, yeah, me too, you know? But what he ends up doing there for several verses, and actually for the rest of the psalm, is he just ends up naming all the benefits of knowing God. Like he just says, here's some things that have happened to me. Here's some good stuff that's happened to me because of my relationship with God. He says he forgives all my sins. He says he heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death, crowns me with love and tender mercy, fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles and on and on, and on. And I point that out because there's a really important connection here for us. David says at the beginning of this psalm, he says, hey, praise the Lord, David. Like, let your whole heart worship the Lord. But between praise the Lord and actually doing it, David says, I'm not going to forget all the good things that God has done for me. And there's this profound connection in the life of David and in the Psalms between remembering who God has been for you and being able to have your whole heart worship the Lord. Like, how do you, how do you have a life where you can give your whole heart to God? Well, it might be in some way, it might be in some way connected to being able to remember who has God been to you? Can you name it? David does. David says, may I never forget There's a connection between remembering and praise. There's a connection between remembering and worship. There's a connection between being able to bring to mind who God is and what he has done and being able to praise him in the moment. Which brings me to this question. Like, how much do I forget? (laughs) Uh, The answer is a lot. How many of you forget a lot? Like, even this week, if it hadn't been for the fact that the algorithm gives me that picture. I would have just forgotten that moment, but not only that moment, I was forgetting that whole season. And at the end of a couple moments of reflection, I was able to text my wife back and go, you know, that was a good season. Like that was a precious moment. And how many of you know that it wasn't just like, it wasn't just the stars were aligning. It was that God was being like really good to us in that moment. And in a way that you can't always see in the moment. I think that's another important part of this. Uh, you might be living in a great moment right now and be unaware of it. Yeah. You know, that happens a lot. And you look back and you go, wow, there's some other good moments. But maybe you're living in one right now. It brings up this question. How much do I forget? Oh, man, 
all the time. Seems like my brain is pretty full. Anybody else in here have a brain that's pretty full? Yeah. Well, I want to talk to you really quickly about why we forget. Three reasons why we forget. Why do we forget anything? But especially like, why do we forget the goodness of God? Um, Number one, uh, write this down. Proximity. Proximity. Uh, It's this idea that the further we get away from things, the less important those things are to us. You know, and by the way, this works in all kinds of ways. Uh, how many of you, how many of you uh, have changed jobs and within three months, uh, your friendships profoundly shift? And you're like, you know, all of a sudden the people who used to be best friends with me are not really my best friends anymore. And then, you know, we kind of have some new friends. Anybody ever experienced that? Or maybe you just like, maybe you didn't even leave town, but you moved from one neighborhood over to another part of the county. And then the next thing you know, it's like, well, my buddies are no longer my, really my buddies. I have like new friends. Has that ever happened? And you wonder what happened? Well, they, they, were, they don't care about me anymore. No, it's not that. It's just called proximity, isn't it? Like the things that were near are the things that our life prioritizes. And so there's also this sense in which if you want something to be important in your life, what do you do? Get close to it. Get close to it. Like if you want to care about something, you got to get close to it. Proximity is really important, but it also causes us to like lose touch with things, lose touch to these things. Um, uh, there's a sense in which proximity makes things immediate to us. On the hundredth floor of a high rise, we rarely think about the foundation, right? Uh, it might not feel important to us on the observation deck. We might be more thankful for the handrail, Right? Anybody ever gone up to like the observation deck of a really tall skyscraper and you're like freaked out. It's like a hundred floors. It's like a thousand feet in the air and you go out and you're like, this is really beautiful. And then you get close to the edge. And what are you most thankful for? The, ha- the barrier, the bars. You're like, I am so glad these are here right now. What should you be thankful for? The foundation. Because how many of you know that if the foundation isn't good, if the foundation isn't good, the handrail ain't going to help you right? Like it's not a big deal, big deal. There's a handrail there. The foundation sucks, you know, proximity really, really matters. That's one reason we forget. We just get further away from it. We get further away from it. Okay. Number two, why do we forget? Uh, I'm calling this something bigger, something more, something bigger, something more. How many of you have ever noticed how quickly we get used to a certain standard of living or a certain standard of blessing? I'll tell you this little story. When Heather and I first got married, uh, our grocery budget was $30 a week. I mean, that was it, dude. I mean, it's like, it was 30 bucks. And if you went to 32, we're in the hole, you know? We had $30 a week for groceries, you know? And we had like $6 a week for something fun. And so we would walk all the way down Lebanon Avenue and out on Broadway to Wildcat Video. And we didn't get to rent a new release. We had to get an old movie. And some of you were like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yes, I'm that old. There used to be these places you could go where you would go in and find a movie. And, and there were new releases. And the new releases were like five times more expensive. And we couldn't even get one of those. We had to watch an old movie, you know, back in the dollar section. You know, that was it. It's like, that was us. 30 bucks a week for our groceries. And, and we thought, I remember us thinking, you know, if we just ever get to where we could have like $100 a week for groceries, we'll be so rich, you know? Yeah, yeah. How, how many of you understand that it, you get really used 
to like whatever your standard of living is or like whatever, like whatever, whatever goodness comes into your life, it like hits you emotionally. And then like two weeks later, you're like, what do I want? I want more and I want better, right? Yeah, you know, some of you are like, by the way, this happens to all of us, right? It's, it's something ingrained in our human nature that's always looking for something more and something bigger. And because of that, we, we can forget, we can forget like the goodness and the blessing of God. Like it can happen to you. Okay, number three. Number three, uh, something called positive negative asymmetry. I read a really weird article this week on positive and negative asymmetry. Here's what it means. Here's what it means. It means that negativity imprints quicker and lingers longer. And by the way, this is, this is something that's true for everybody. The negative imprints quicker and it stays longer than anything positive. Can I read you a couple paragraphs? I'm going to, so you may as well say yes. <laughs> Thank you. Work with me. Work with me. Um, a couple paragraphs out of uh, this little psychology article I read this week. It says this, Not only do negative events and experiences imprint more quickly, but they also linger longer than positive ones, According to researcher Randy Larson, PhD, this stickiness is known as the positive-negative asymmetry or negativity bias. In other words, for a multitude of reasons, including biology and chemistry, we're more likely to register an insult or a negative event than we are to take in a compliment or recall details of a happy event. The negativity bias can even cause you to dwell on something negative, even if something positive is equally or more present. For example, you might spend all day with a close friend and have a wonderful time, but if they make one small comment that perturbs you, you may end up remembering the day for that comment and categorizing the experience as negative when the entire day was actually very positive. Now, who, who here knows anything about that? Everybody does. Everybody does. Why? something on the inside of us. And so even if God is being good to you, in the middle of a moment or a whole season where God might be being tremendously good to you, if there's one or two bumps in the road, our psychology and our biology is causing us to pay attention to that and maybe, maybe recategorizing a whole history of events where we, where we become blind to God's goodness and his faithfulness to us. Three reasons why we forget. But I want to tell you this, remembering is a kind of resistance. Remembering is a kind of resistance to the momentary inconveniences and to garden variety trouble. You know, uh, by the way, I hope you understand this. Everybody in this room is going to experience trouble. Like it don't matter how talented, how good looking, how rich, how connected you are. Everybody here is going to get trouble. That's just all there is to it. And most of it's just like garden variety trouble, you know? Like when your car breaks down and the dog pukes on your bed. I, I, listen, when the dog pukes on your bed, you think, you think your life is ending. It's not. It's just garden variety trouble. And because of Positive, negative asymmetry, you think my day's been ruined, hasn't it? Like, 
Like everything could go, like if the dog vomits on the bed, you're like, my day is, my life is over. We just got that comforter. This is why we can't have nice things, you know? It's just garden variety trouble. And in those moments, in those moments, one of the things that the scriptures would say to us is, remember the goodness of God. It's resistance to like garden variety moments of like, of like negativity or just like little troubles, you know, and it's going to happen. Your dog's going to puke, probably on your bed. Your car's going to break down, you know. Uh, there was someone in the church, they'll go unnamed. Their car broke down this week. They got a new car. Maybe you saw, I just love this. It's so funny. I'm not that. I don't love that. I don't love that they had trouble. But did you see the Instagram post of their children hugging the old car? <laughs> Literally the funniest thing I've seen in a year. Yeah. Oh, too good. Some of us in the room might be thinking, okay, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garden variety troubles. I- I'm on board. But, but what, about, what about big trouble? Like I have big trouble in my life. You know, I got troubles bigger than the dog puking. What about things like cancer diagnosis or divorce or financial meltdowns? What about that? Well, here's what I would like to say. I think this is what the scriptures hold out to us. Remembering the goodness, and God, the goodness of God and remembering God's kindness to us in the past reminds us that we're not just a cancer diagnosis or a failed marriage. Like you're not your worst moment. Even if you're in your worst moment right now, like who you are and who you are to God is not just your worst moment. If God was faithful, he will be faithful. This is why David says to remember, like God's nature doesn't change. And if you find yourself in the storm, remember your blessing in life because that can be an anchor in the storm. Remember the goodness of God. It can tether us to something more. Okay, so what do we do? What do we do? How do we, how do we do some of that remembering? I'd like to offer three things. By the way, here's where it gets interesting. I was reading that little article on positive and negative asymmetry, and I stumbled across another amazing paragraph, and I'm going to read it. A lot of, a lot of reading this morning. Here's one of their conclusions, the researchers. The single most important underlying factor is this. How we talk to ourselves about our experience. Notes Kenneth Yeager, PhD, director of the STAR program at the Ohio State University of the Wexler Medical Center. I knew it was coming. I was like, like, where are the Hansfords? Where's Marcus? Where's Coach Oliver? It's like, they're here. Here we go. Uh, Dr. Yeager says this, if you challenge yourself to be mindful of your daily activities, noticing what's important and what isn't, you're more likely to have positive life experiences, Dr. Yeager explains. Basically, you need to put effort into truly valuing all the good and positive aspects of your life so you're not overcome by the negative. Here's what's interesting in that paragraph to me, especially as it relates to Psalm 103. It's interesting that the way we speak to ourselves is actually important and helps us either notice things that will change our perspective or not notice things. Rachel, can we put... Psalm 103, 1 and 2, back up, please. How does this psalm start? 
By the way, this is the Psalm of David. So if you open up your Bible, it says Psalm 103, a Psalm of David. Look at verse one. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Who wrote this? David. Who's David writing this Psalm to? Himself. And isn't it interesting that even Ohio State researchers tell us that one of the ways that we remember and tap into the goodness that is happening in our lives is to what? Talk to yourself differently. How many of you know that you do have self-talk going on? Anybody talk to yourself? Yeah. Um, How many of you, when, especially when things get stressful or like really difficult, you start talking to yourselves? Yeah, I won't tell the whole story because I have told it, but one time I got really lost in the big mountains of Montana and the sun went down and I got completely disconnected from my party and I didn't have my phone. I did not have a flashlight. I did not have my backpack. I had one granola bar and my rifle and I was miles from the truck and it was as black as those chairs outside. I could not see my hand in front of me. And how many of you noticed, how many of you know that in that moment I was talking to myself? I still remember what I was saying to myself. Here's what I was saying. Adam, get it together. You've got to be clear right now. You've got to be real clear right now. There are bears in these woods. There are mountain lions in these woods. And I, I was literally saying these things to me. Why? Yeah, because how we talk to ourselves really matters. Isn't that amazing? David says, let all that I am praise the Lord. What he's saying is, David, get it together and praise the Lord. Like, let your heart wake up, David. He's talking to himself. What do we do? What do we do to enter into the goodness, the stuff that we forget? Number one, change the way we talk to ourselves. Did you know you can tell yourself to wake up? Did you know you can tell yourself to remember, to worship the Lord? Did you know that you can tell yourself to look for goodness? Hey, self, wake it up. Wake up. Yes. Uh, Number two, how can we remember the goodness of God? Number two, make a list. Write down everything. Everything you can remember, think of all the times that you've been blessed and write them down. It might take a minute or two. Have you ever just like gotten, you know, like a, a, a legal pad? I was trying to think of it. The yellow ones, you know, and they're like extra long. You, you do this, right? Have you ever gotten one of those out in a, a, a pencil or a pen and you just write down, just write down every good thing that's happened to you that you can remember? Yeah. Like uh, number one, I was born, you know? <laughs> Number two, I didn't die. You know, number three, I made it through school. We had a funny staff meeting a few weeks ago when school started back. And, and Glenn confided in us about how happy he was that he doesn't have to go to school anymore. He says every single year when all the kids go back, Glenn's like, I get happy because it ain't me. And by the way, Glenn's, Glenn's in his mid-30s, right? Glenn, if you're watching, put it on your list, Right? You don't have to go to school anymore. Yeah, write down all the ways that God's been good to you. You know, I met my wife. I have some kids. Uh, We have a house. Like there's so many things. God has been like, and not even just in that like surface area, but once you start to dig into it, you start to see the ways in which God's been really good to you. You know, like I have friends who have been my friends for over three decades. I have friends that I could tell anything to. I could go to my friend. I have some friends and I could go to them and go, guys, I murdered someone. And they would go, we will go to the cops with you, you know, we will, and we will come to see you in prison. Like I have, I have (laughs) 
for real, for real, right? Like I have friends who would visit me in prison, you know? And, and, if, and if I blow my marriage up, I have friends who will still be my friends. I know this for a fact. And by the way, this is the goodness of God, you know? Make a list, make a list. Okay, number three, what do we do? Number three, have a conversation with your friends and family. Maybe you should even do it this week. And the conversation is just this. Hey, how's God been good to us? Here's what's profound about having a conversation like that with some friends or some family. People in the group will remember things that you have forgotten. And then it, it like sparks like little things like, oh yeah, I totally forgot about Remember this? Oh, remember this? Other people remember things that we've forgotten. Pieces of the story that were lost, they come to the front. All right, here's what I want to do to wrap this up. I just want to preach the good news to you for a minute. Is that okay? I've given you some things to do. I just want you to know the gospel ain't something to do. It's something you can rest in. I believe in the things you can do, but I want to tell you there's something bigger than the things you can do. And it's one of the reasons I love even the scripture that we, that we read this morning. I love Psalm 103. It outlines some of the ways that God's been good to us. It shows us not only what to see and to think, but more than that, it shows us how to see and how to think. But here's what I really love. Rachel, can we put up verse 13 and 14? This is my favorite part. The Lord is like a father to his children. He's tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Here's the best part. 14. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers. We are only dust. The good news this morning is not just that we can remember the goodness of God, but the good news this morning is that even when you forget, he remembers you. The invitation this morning is that you and I would remember the goodness of God. These are good practices, by the way. But the gospel good news is that God remembers you even if you forget him. Even if you forget all kinds of stuff, he will remember you. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 8, verses 1, that God remembered Noah and all the wild animals. Later in the gospel story, even in Genesis, all the way through the Old Testament, it says that God remembered Sarah, Rachel, and Hannah in their barrenness. I was blown away this week when I started looking at that. Everybody who's barren in the Old Testament, God remembers them. And it uses the word remember, and it's the same one that is used here. God also remembered Joseph when he was in the pit. When everyone else had forgotten him, even the friends who he had helped, God remembered Joseph. And when the people of Israel were enslaved in the opening chapter, chapter of Exodus, it says that God remembered his people. And so the good news is this morning is even if you forget God, 
If you forget all of his goodness, if you end up in the pit or barren, if you end up enslaved, if you end up in a boat with no dry land, if you end up shoveling manure with no hope in sight, the good news this morning is that God will remember you and that he does remember us. The good news is this morning, it's that God remembers every single time. The invitation is for you and I to remember. But our hope is this. It's not our, in our memory. Our hope is not in how much I can lay hold of God's goodness. Our hope is not in how much I can connect with the story. Our hope is not in how much I've recognized that God's been kind to me. Our hope is this, that God in heaven sees, hears, and knows, and remembers. And you can trust him. You can 100% Trust them. So here's what I want to do. If you're on the worship team this morning, come on up. Everybody else in the room, why don't you stand up? Thanks again for stopping by the podcast of the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you'd like to keep up with what's happening at the Vineyard, you can follow us on social media. Until next time.